Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. We have a very interesting conversation today. We're going to be talking about what is beautiful or attractive when you can't see. And uh, I think this will be an interesting topic. And I've got several co-hosts with me today, uh, Nika, John, and Colby. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, why don't you guys remind our listeners just your level of vision, um, maybe why you were interested in having this conversation. Nika, do you want to start off? start us off? Sure. So I'm Nika and my diagnosis is called Peter's anomaly. Basically, I have most of my usable vision in my left eye and I can see shapes and colors but can't see small details unless I'm really up close. And I'm really excited for this topic because I love fashion. I even wrote a previous blog all about fashion. And I think it's just a way to kind of express myself. I personally view it as an art form and kind of like my body is the mannequin and canvas and kind of the clothes and accessories I wear are the paint that I put on the canvas. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's a cool way to show my personality. Hi, um, so I have Ostrom syndrome and I'm currently totally blind but I used to be able to see. And I wanted to um, co-host for this episode because um, I guess because I I love clothes, I love to sh go shopping and um, I often get asked, how do you know what goes together and what you like? Um, so that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Hey, I'm John. I have rod cone retinal dystrophy. So I have pretty good vision in both eyes. And depending on the lights, it'll make it easier or harder. But also because my rods and cones are affected, it does affect some colors. So certain colors like salmon, very specifically, will only look one. Or sometimes even regular orange and pink will mix or turquoise. Look, Nika, I'm putting out the fancy color words just for I you. No, I'm digging it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here just uh, for the discussion and the fun. And I asked John to join us for, so we'd have the male perspective as well. Uh, and of course I'm Sean and I have retinitis pigmentosa. So when I was a teenager, I did have more vision than I do now, but definitely not enough to really see the full picture of what people were wearing or even really, you know, if I was looking at somebody's face, I couldn't see their body. So I sort of had to choose where I wanted to look because I was looking through a, a small window of vision. And now 
I really just have light perception and a little bit of a little bit of shadows. So really have no idea what people look like, what they're wearing. Um, and, and I, it is something I feel a little insecure about maybe more than a little insecure sometimes, because I don't really know how I look compared to my sighted peers. Well, compared to anybody and, um, you know, what's in style and what isn't. So I thought this would be a good conversation. So let's talk about like, how do you learn about beauty? You know, even just like if you've never seen, I guess all of us have seen color like John, I would get colors mixed up when I was younger. So I used to read my pencil crayons to make sure that I was coloring things because I would get purple and brown mixed up or blues and greens were very similar, orange and pink. So I could see color, but not, not fully. Um, and Colby, I'm, I'm assuming you could see color. Um, no, not really. Um, okay. So I could always, I could, I could see in, in shades. So I could tell if the color was lighter or darker, but I had no concept of what a bright color was. And some colors would look really similar to me. So I couldn't tell you which is which. So when, cause I feel like when you're a kid, everyone always asks you what your favorite color is. And so when people would ask you, what, what's your favorite color? Did you have a favorite color? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I liked pink and I think that was because I just had things that were that color. Um, or I saw other people that had things that looked the similar color and he knew that like, it was a color that was available in lots of toys and things. And th that's easy for, for, for me when I was young, because it was just red because Power Rangers. <laughs> okay yeah and like a superhero or a character that you love if they wear that color then maybe you like that color yeah when you're a little boy say, especially like, I always liked um pink and purple just because I was just really into like Barbie Disney fairy princess and that was kind of the color mm. yeah I feel like I chose favorite colors a little bit around what I heard other people say. I, I've always really liked sort of a turquoise color, um, but I would say purple because I heard other people say purple, not necessarily because I liked purple. <laughs> and then if I was really, truly honest, I would say a really bright yellow because that was the color I could probably see the best or red, but other people never chose red as their, as their favorite color. So I felt like would I be weird if I thought, you know, if I, if I said my favorite color was red. So that's interesting because it seemed like red was the, for me, but maybe that's a, maybe it's a boy thing. I don't know, because like mm. the main, the, the, the leader of Power Rangers is red, but also red is like a really big, vibrant color. It's like Superman's cape is red, but also like Clifford, the big red dog is red. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And then Canada's <laughs> color is red and white, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah you ask boys that it seems to usually be red or blue red or, and that's the other thing it's red versus blue usually because of games and things but you know those two are the ones that people will generally pick mm -hmm. yeah my son his favorite colors are green and gold I don't know where 
that came from I and mean, why? Hey, maybe he just likes my my high school colors. <laughs> maybe it's a Star Wars thing. Did you ask that question? <laughs> oh, that could be. Yes, that could be. So, okay, so that's that's color. But what about like what's attractive? What's beautiful? How do we learn? How did you learn what was beautiful in terms of physical appearance? I think that beauty is um, subjective. And I think there are definitely things that we've kind of been conditioned to think is beautiful in society, which um, I personally don't agree with, just because um, I think everyone is unique as an individual. And for me, when I'm thinking of attractiveness in someone else, like I kind of like, I guess things that are more unique or uncommon. And for me, personality always outweighs beauty and looks, but I view beauty as more of an added bonus. So for example, um, brown eyes are the most common eye color genetically. So I'm just naturally very intrigued and attracted by the idea of having blue, green, or hazel eyes, um, especially hazel eyes, because I don't know what they look like, but people describe them to be as kind of multicolored, like a mix of brown and green and blue and gray, like all together. And that just sounds really aesthetically pleasing to me. Interesting. Okay. So anything that's sort of not common? Yes. What about you, Colby? I, I would have to agree with Nika. Like, I think we're definitely kind of taught from a young age that certain things are beautiful and ideally um I I also feel like um personality is important when you're um interested in somebody else and for me um personality is really important and like I think looks can be important, but I don't think they're like totally everything. What do you find attractive, John? I was hoping Nika would say beauty is the eye of the beholder, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't well, do it is. quotes. Yeah, in, in terms of what you find beautiful in that, what I think is like, cause that's the first impression kind of thing. What makes you look at someone if you can see or have enough vision or notice something? Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like, well, I, I think of it as like um, how you just how flowers have different colored um, petals. You look, you see something colorful, and you go look at it, and you decide, oh, that flower is pretty. And so, one of the things I kind of one of the things I can notice easily with the vision I have, depending on the light and the situation, is a hairstyle. If mm -hmm. like I can I can turn my head like you can tell when the girl's hairs are when their hair is up or it's down or if it's different. Like one of my friends in high school, I would always notice like she's switching her hairstyle up. That's the first thing I would like notice because like you see their face, but I can't see the details of the face, but I can see that their hairstyle is different. Mm -hmm. And that was that was always something that I would that, like like that's like the those like the, the petals to me. Like the first thing I look at, and also I guess hair color too, because it's for contrast sake, it's a lot easier for me to see blonde hair, or brown hair sometimes and see what it looks like compared to if if it's dark out or if it's the lights aren't good and it's like dark hair it's hard for me to tell if it's like eye color I can't see your eye, eye color unless I'm I'm like sitting right in front of you that was the I can't remember how I did that I was like if people ask me can you see what my eye color is I'm like 
sure but i'm gonna be i'm gonna, I'm gonna be right up in your face if you're comfortable <laughs> yes <laughs> so what about knowing whether you are attractive yourself this is something that I personally really struggle with just because I know by societal standards that I'm not considered attractive. I mean, for one, like my eye condition does affect my eyes, um, their appearance, and they don't look kind of typical or normal. That's kind of the one area of my visual impairment that I'm actually self-conscious about is the way they physically look. Um, also, in some countries and places, women who are more curvier are actually favored and preferred. Um, unfortunately, not so much in North America. So, um, and I am a more overweight or full-figured woman. Um, so I think that's kind of something I struggle with as well. And this is why I try to focus on enhancing my natural beauty with clothes, just because at least the way I feel is I don't have a lot of the societal standards of naturally what's considered attractive. Mm. Okay, so how how do you know that you are more curvaceous or more overweight or any of those things? Like, how do you, can you tell that by looking at other people or have you learned that or how have you learned that? Um, so I am able to tell kind of other people's uh, weights by looking at them, not exactly, but kind of generally. Um, I also see a doctor and my doctor did tell me like I'm in the overweight category and just kind of watching YouTube videos of people describing like, oh, I have tight arms. And when I feel my arms, I see like feel extra flap or when people talk about like a washboard flat stomach, I'm like, oh, mine's like bulging out so that's kind of mm -hmm. like using these descriptions I can tell like oh, okay I'm clearly overweight yeah I've kind of learned to go by sizing in a store like if there's size zero and there's size up to whatever and I'm like a 10 well then you know where am I on the scale then I guess I'm somewhere in the middle but on the higher end or something like it's but it is hard because for me, unless I'm going to walk around and hug everybody in my class, I'm not going to know where do I rank <laughs> yeah. on the size yeah, scale, Yeah, it's right? also hard when you're like really short because um, background context for our listeners is that I also look heavier than I am because I'm only 4'10 and a quarter. So a lot of times I can fit into clothes that are a small, even though I don't look like someone who would be a small, but it's mm. because my height kind of compensates for my weight. Yes. The, good the curious thing about your your size thinking in the store, Sean, is if you that's the sizes in North America. If you go to Asia, the size chart changes. Right. So it's kind yes. of it's entertaining because it's like I'm normally a medium, but I can't fit into this medium because this is a this is like Japan's standard a, uh, medium. <laughs> well, it can range from store to store here too. In yeah. some stores, yes. I'm a smaller size, and I like to shop at those stores. <laughs> Just because yeah, I can have the label on the cut of the clothing too, like in some fitted mm -hmm. stuff, you might yeah. want to size and, up. And even for me, as a guy, when I was younger, my mom kept buying large things because, like, oh, you're going to grow into it. And eventually, at some point in my twenties, I realized I don't need to be wearing large shirts anymore. I can actually fit into a small <laughs> for certain things. It's just like it depends on what kind of comfort do I want. If do I want the, a shirt that's perfectly snug, then small. 
if I want to be a little more comfortable than medium, if I want loose, depending on what kind of clothing it's for, what it's for, where I'm going to wear it, or it's like, again, like comfort to me. Yeah. Like, see, that's an interesting thing. Cause I feel like if I dressed for comfort, I don't know that that would be attractive. So, and maybe it's different male versus female. Traditionally. No, it's most definitely different. <laughs> yeah. So John, how do you yeah. know how you compare to other guys? Well, that's the other thing. Uh, because as, as you all know, I'm an athlete, so I, I do all this training and stuff. So even in high, even in high school, elementary school, I played a lot of sports. So I ran around a lot. So I was, I never saw that stuff with overweight and things like that. So I figured I was at least at the normal, like mm-hmm. I looked decent. And then that part's like, I don't really know. Cause I, uh, I always have, I was like the female friends that say, Oh, you look good. You look bad. Like this or that people have different opinions on what looks good on guys. And then your, your typical TV show guys that you're looking at, they're all like, they're all sculpted, like really muscular and all that stuff. And I'm like, how much am I compared to that at a curiosity sake? Because I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just know that I've got decent muscles. <laughs> yeah. So getting feedback from other people is a big one. Definitely. Um, yeah. Colby, what about you? So I'm, I would say I'm definitely a larger person. Um, and it's taken me a while, but I'm actually a lot more comfortable in my skin um, being a larger person than if I was a lot skinnier. Um, and for me, when I buy clothes, I actually don't really care what the size is as long as it fits me. So I wish when- I had your confidence. I was- Having confidence is important in that kind of shopping context. I mean, I just recently went shopping with... <laughs> two female friends and we were just in looking at the um the racks where it's like okay they just got all these things and you're just picking things out but I was constantly asking do you think this looks cute do you think this looks cute and it's like but feel this feel that and they're both talking about how like um oh right now because of the pandemic I've gained a bit of weight and all this stuff so it's like do I want to buy this now do I want this it's like but it's like I get we, we we pretty much just had a discussion about well do you do you do you like it first? And it's like, and she agrees, and we agree that oh, it looks pretty good, and, and it actually is nice material. And then you look at the price, and it's like, okay, I'm just get that because it's a decent price right now. <laughs> yeah, that's really. So I always go clothes shopping with somebody, and it's it'll be my mom or it'll be a friend, and I will be feeling the items on the rack. And I'll, I'll feel something cause I like the material and I kind of have checked out the style and I'll pull it out and I'll say, what color is this? <laughs> yes. That's right? me too. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it's not a good color no. and yeah. I'm like, oh damn, but the fabric is nice. Yeah. And I like the style, <laughs> but you know, the immediate response is just no, like, no, yeah. you're not going to, that's not going to be good. So, or that looks too old for you, or that looks too young for you, or that's whatever, right? So it I, it's, it's your mom. No, <laughs> yeah, but, mom does the same thing sometimes. It's like, <laughs> but I want somebody to be honest. I want, yeah. like, I don't want to walk around wearing some lime green shirt because nobody told me, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, in I that feel honesty, very that, attacked because that... I love wearing lime green. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've um. <laughs> I saw some clothing and I love it. And then I'll pull it out and be like, "Um, mom, what color is this? And she'll say, 
Oh no! Put that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Is that mom honesty the problem? There's the the mom honesty. There's a bit of a separation <laughs> gap, and then it's like, well, hmm. okay. So that's bringing back a memory for me. I went shopping with my two friends in high school. The first time I ever went shopping with friends for clothes, and I came home with an outfit, pants and a top. <laughs> And I tried it on for my mom and she said, no, that need, that all needs to go back. So I sort of learned, like she, she kind of said, I don't know that you should trust your friends if they told you that looks good on you (laughs) because it doesn't. (laughs) So then I kind of learned that maybe I shouldn't go shopping with friends or certainly not these particular friends. And that I should only trust her. So for a long time, that's the only person that I really trusted to decide my style for me. But of course, she's my mom. So she's not going to yeah, yeah, be up to date on the latest styles. Yeah, she's, she's not going to let you wear that skirt. It's way too short for you. Yeah, exactly. There's none, none <laughs> of that. Like, that's like the problem is that in a way I have people in my life who refuse, like who basically think that I can do no wrong and think everything I wear is pretty. But then... I also have people in my life who are more conservative, who are more into modest dressing, who kind of make it their life mission to be against everything that I choose to wear. So I actually trust strangers in the street um, with my fashion. So I have these shoes and they're lace up black sparkly sneakers. And I wasn't sure if they were like too out there or not. I got them for a Christmas present. And every time I go out without fail, I get compliments on them. Or even with my hair, like I've had kind of some people in my family say, oh, it's a bit much. It's uh, my hair is red. And they're saying, oh, maybe make it a more toned down red. But then every time I go out, especially when I get my hair redone and touched up without fail, I always get a compliment from multiple strangers at least and they don't have to give me those compliments they don't have to say anything so that kind of Mm. makes me feel like oh if they feel like enticed to say it then it must be pretty like beautiful yeah that's a good point getting compliments is definitely another one of the ways that we can learn whether we're attractive or not or what looks good or doesn't right if people are pointing out, oh, I like that top, or you look really nice today, or, oh, you've got your haircut, it looks really good. Those kinds of things are another way to kind of cue us that, oh, okay, this is a, a check mark in the right direction. Or at least it, that or at least that particular person likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so true. Because in the the in my story of that, because just for fun for the pandemic, I'm just growing out my hair because why the heck not? I'm never going to grow it out this long before. So why? My, at first, my mom didn't like it. But then when I went to my physiotherapy clinic, the lady there was like, oh, it looks so good. You should keep doing that. The girls love that. I'm like, huh. Mm. Okay. I don't know. How long is your hair? And who do you want to believe, your mom or? <laughs> but I think well, but the, the funny thing about that is uh, I'm pretty sure that their ages are pretty close. Okay. So it's kind of funny, but it's like, it's like, well, this is what my mom thinks. This is what the lady at the clinic thinks. And, and it's not even just that lady that come from, like some of the, one of the massage therapists. He's like, oh, I remember when I grew my hair. It's looking good, bud. I'm like, Okay. And, and Colby, to answer your question, uh, it's like, I don't even know how to say that. It's at least nine inches, I think, maybe. 
I don't know. Oh, like, wow. Where, where on your body? Shoulders, mid back? Like, what are we talking here? I was like, what do you want me to count? The vertebrae? It's like four vertebrae down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm into medicine, so that makes sense. Four vertebrae down. From the yep. C, from the, from the, from the, from what is it? The C three or the C four is the big one. It, it can, it can touch like the third one down from that. Yeah, C four. Yeah, this is this has turned into a medical show. Not yes, too much. yes. <laughs> so who who do you guys trust to tell you the truth about your appearance? I would say, um. I trust my sister the most. Um, and then my mom is pretty good. And my friends are also pretty good too. I do not trust my dad. I've <laughs> learned after a few things happened. Oh, <laughs> oh do we have some horror stories? Did he let um, you leave well, the house? Yeah. In bad situation. In a red, red top and pink pants. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay so that's ago, but... <laughs> that's an example of like i just know you're not supposed to wear red and pink together i don't color yes. Are we gonna yeah I, color class yes now? right like we do learn whether you can see or not mm -hmm. the rules right there are some rules about what shouldn't be worn together and what should but then sometimes nowadays people are like anything goes and you're kind of like really anything like there yeah. must be some rules around this anything. If anything goes if you don't if you don't care whether people are going to say about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you nika who do you trust um i mean it's hard because the only sighted person in my life who actually kind of gives me advice is my mom mm -hmm. um and i think with some things she agrees and some things when she explains why something looks bad it makes sense but then there's other times where i'm like okay like just because you don't like black and navy together doesn't mean i can't she says something doesn't look good on me let's say because oh it accentuates your stomach or your bust is sticking out more like that makes sense to me but then when she says something like oh this color doesn't match that more so doesn't make sense to me because I'm very eclectic and I love matching colors mm. um sometimes I'll ask my aunt for fashion advice I think she's pretty up to date with things yeah I it's interesting I mean I trust my mom but I also recognize that she is She's only 18 years older than me, so she's, but that's still, you know, <laughs> a fair amount different. Um, my sister, when we were younger and lived in the same house, would definitely be the one to let me know if I was doing something wrong in terms of fashion. Like, Sean, those jeans went out 10 years ago. You shouldn't be wearing them anymore. That, like, she would just be brutally honest. So that was nice. Um, and I do have a friend, a couple of friends now, actually. I, I've started. T testing out a new friend who I've gone shopping with and I trust her and I've even called her up to ask her advice about certain things when I'm trying to figure out what to wear to this or that um but everyone has a different idea one of my friends decided I needed more color in my wardrobe and she made it her mission to find me more colorful things to wear for a while so then you kind of wonder is my sense of style their sense of style like what is my sense of style what do I actually like am I just wearing this because somebody told me it looks nice or do I actually like it it's so complicated mm -hmm. and I think we do in a way kind of base our style off of 
other people. I think everyone does, even when you see your favorite celebrity wear something, or I watch a lot of YouTube videos at the beginning of every season and kind of see what my favorite fashion influencers um, are wearing. So how do you decide? Like, are you going based on what you see other people wearing? Are you going on how it feels on your body? How comfortable it is? Like, how do you guys decide what style you're going to go with? For me, I would say it's a bit of everything. Um, I have to, it has to um, feel okay. Um, Like, there's some materials I cannot stand touching or wearing. Mm-hmm. So um, that has to be all right. Comfortable is important. Um, and then sometimes if somebody else is wearing it, I'll try it. Um, but if even if it is in style and I've tried it and I just don't feel comfortable in it, then I, I won't wear it again. I guess I have a couple of set things like also depend well obviously depending on where you're going you're gonna dress a certain way or whatever and like whatever the weather is but uh, it might just be easier uh, well no it definitely is easier for for most guys just to be like okay I'm just put put these jeans on because they're either black blue or and that's just like good for everything kind of thing and then shirt that's comfortable. It's like, yeah, it kind of just depends on what you're going for that day where you're going out with. Like, if you're just going out with friends, you're comfortable wearing your most, your like baggy clothes or whatever. If you're going out clubbing, it's like you got you got things that look a little nicer. They fit a little tighter. Well, I don't, I never, I used to never really think about that kind of stuff because I also had a lot of shirts that have like different pictures or things on them, logos or or icons or stuff on them. When I was younger, I wore a lot of those. And so, yeah, for me, it really depends on where I'm going, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess, kind of similar to Colby because I do a bit of everything. And my clothing kind of is a hodgepodge of basically five different individuals, people's closets all in one. And if you know <laughs> me in person, my personality, like if I had to describe it, would be, I don't know, weird out there, like... <laughs> edgy like kooky like I don't know um and that's just kind of my clothing so I have shirts that say pretty outrageous quotes on them like exercise I thought you said extra fries (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it yeah I have um very bright colors very neon in your face like burning your eyes like the sun um I love food on my clothes so like I have like a pizza, pizza socks. I have avocado socks. I have like a shirt that is covered in like pretzels and hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, That's just my thing. I don't know. It's weird, but it makes me feel so, so happy. Um, I love wearing formal clothes. I love wearing business kind of professional clothes too, because I like the way silk and satins and stuff feel. Um, I love wearing thick cable knit sweaters and cardigans just because I think every single knit sweater and cardigan I own feels slightly different and I don't even have to look to see what color it is to figure out what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love sometimes just wearing sweatpants and hoodies because I'm comfortable in them and 
I think it's important to look cute and comfortable. And sometimes I have sweaters that let's say look really cute because they have sparkly thread woven throughout them. But then when I put it on, it feels really comfortable. So it kind of gives the illusion that I'm putting in more effort than I really am. Wow. Okay. So I have to ask this question (sighs) because for me, I worry, I, I feel, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this before <laughs> on the podcast and been a little criticized for it, but I do feel like I'm representing on behalf of the blind community. So when I'm out in the world with my white cane, which I am always with my white cane and people see what I'm wearing, they're going to make assumptions based on the fact that I'm blind. So if I was wearing a shirt with pretzels and I don't know, whatever all over it, I would feel super like I actually have a t-shirt that has eyeglasses on it all over it, which I thought was really funny and ironic. And I've been afraid to wear it because I feel like, I don't know, people are going to be like, do you think glasses are going to help you? <laughs> You're blind. <laughs> like, why do you have a shirt with glasses on? <laughs> like, are you intentionally making fun of people who wear glasses? Like, I don't know. I just get like way too much in my head about it. And so then obviously, obviously you wouldn't wear that shirt to work usually. Yeah. Like there's definitely yeah. place. Like I don't, I don't wear my pretzel shirt. Like when I'm, I don't know, giving a speech or something. Right. Okay. Although yeah. if you put that, that glasses shirt at a at a vision conference, and I think they I think the teachers would get a joke out of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even like if you go to the gym or you like running, is it kind of like a stretchy cotton shirt? No, it's not really a working out shirt. It's and I have worn it. I have worn I wore it in the summer because it's comfortable and it was good on in the hot weather. And anyways, but it's just it took me a while. I feel like the first year I had it, I didn't wear it because I was just worried about it. But that's my thing. Like I'm always, I, I worry a lot. And I, I also feel like I have to match my wardrobe to the shoes that I'm going to wear. So sometimes I'm choosing my shoes before I'm choosing what I'm wearing because I'm commuting and I'm going to be walking. And oh. so they, you know, they need to be comfortable, but then still fashionable in some way, but then also go with whatever I'm planning to wear. And I just find getting dressed really challenging. Sorry, that's not a guy problem, generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same I'm kind of jealous, John. <laughs> Unless I'm going somewhere that requires me to wear my dress shoes, then yes. Besides that, I'm wearing runners almost all the time. Oh, yeah, no. So I don't know, ladies, do you guys, Am I? am I on my own out here on this island of worrying about my wardrobe I mean I don't know if your island is super populated but I know I'm on it as well <laughs> I'm, sure it is. I'm sure it is but I feel like when you describe your wardrobe Nika I'm so like I admire you and your boldness and you're like you're not afraid to wear something really bright colors or you know shirts with things on them or like you're just it's very brave I think it comes in waves. Like I do have kind of my moments where I basically wear just a gray hoodie and black leggings and I like to blend in. And there's times that I do kind of feel ashamed of my style. And I think, you know, it just kind of like depends, like um, kind of like moods and emotions. And 
Also, let me tell you, neutral shoes are the key because I know that when I wear black or brown shoes that they will go with any of my bright colors. Should we talk about some of the fall fashions? Tell us, Nika, what are some uh, some of the things that are fashionable? And I feel like I'm going to have some questions. <laughs> okay, so something that is considered fashionable and I'm really excited are thick cable knits. Um, so like cable knit dresses, sweaters, jackets. Yeah, I think I understand that, but I feel like I read something about cable knit pants. Yeah, those are a bit like to each their own. I don't know. I feel like I'd be scared to wear those. Hmm. Sounds a bit odd to me. Because I almost feel like it at least I feel like they're kind of bulkier, so it would almost make me look more bottom heavy. Mm. And then what the heck do you wear with it? If you're wearing a sweater on your legs. <laughs> oh my gosh, that better be for winter. <laughs> yeah, but what do you wear on top? I, it's just so confusing yeah. to me. Uh, okay, what's another one? Um, so another one, and I actually want uh, your opinions on this because I'm just confused, which is basically bringing back the 20s. So essentially, basically wearing low rise pants and like crop tops that literally show your whole entire midriff. Mm -hmm. And I I'm think just that's like, the 90s, not the 20s, or maybe it's the 80s. I don't know, Sean. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was definitely a thing since the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the 20s, you weren't allowed to show that much skin, but um, yeah, you're not going to, I think we also need to remind like age, how old you are matters in some of these styles. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think somebody in their 40s maybe is walking around with their midriff on display, but maybe they are, maybe they unless have. They're, unless they're perfectly sculpted, in which case show those off. Yeah, I guess. And what I don't understand is these are fall and winter trends, but who would want to wear a crop top in the fall or winter? Well, in Vancouver, it uh, it stays pretty sunny till November. You could you could get away with it if it's a sunny day. I don't think yeah, you would get away in the Kootenays with it. Well, so yeah, not not mountainous this place. <laughs> I would be cold. And then you still yeah. have a jacket on. No one's going to see it anyway. I don't know. It's, I don't understand. Yeah. Fashion makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I personally don't like low rise pants. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah. I'm not a huge fan of jeans either. So, yeah, I probably won't be doing that. I love jeans. They're my favorite thing to wear. I just recently purchased something. So I went to get a new pair of jeans and they were like, do you want to try the boot cut, the skinny jeans, the boyfriend jeans? I'm like, what are boyfriend jeans? <laughs> boyfriend jeans are the best. <laughs> oh, well, what are they? They were like, they're a bit of a higher waist and they're comfortable and they, their cuffs were rolled up. So I think it's supposed to look like you're wearing your boyfriend's jeans. So they're kind of like, they're fitted, but, but loose fitted. So they're not like skinny jeans, uh -huh. but they're, they're, they're kind of tapered at the bottom, but not clinging to you. I don't know. They're just like the most comfortable jeans I've ever bought. And I love them. So I'm, I'm a big fan of boyfriend jeans. 
I might have to try those. Yes. But I'm gonna say, yeah. But that's the problem. Like, okay, when did boyfriend jeans become a thing? And how am I supposed to know that? And next year, will they still be a thing? Or do I have to get rid of them and go back to like skinny jeans or low rise jeans? Or it's just, can we not just wear all the same jeans? I, I could tell you I haven't bought many new jeans in a long time. And yeah, do they still fit? I don't they're 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 the same color to me. It's like whatever. I'm wearing these for most things. The only other the only reason I personally had to buy jeans was because one of my female friends said, You need black ones for clubbing. We're gonna go mm. buy you some jeans. We did. <laughs> so they're specifically my my clubbing jeans or my like like I gotta I gotta put these jeans on because the, for nice things. If I'm not wearing, if I'm not wearing dress pants, because they're like tight and I don't like tight, it's hard to get my legs over those damn things. Right. You know how many, you know how many pairs of jeans? Like, you're looking for a size, and my brother's just passing me jeans. Can't get that over my my quads. Next pair, next pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that happens to guys too, because uh, well, yeah. Well, the other the other one that's really mainly with that is usually soccer girls because soccer girls have really big shins because for soccer. So if you get there's a whole bunch of funny YouTube videos or memes about that, like you know you can't you need you have to buy loose jeans because they might mm -hmm. fit at the waist, but they're not getting past your calves. Yes, or like knee high boots when you um, have bigger calves. Uh, I yeah. I had to find like elasticy ones <laughs> to be able to yes. zip them up. Yeah, on I just when it comes to kind of basic things like boots or jeans I don't really keep up with what is nice or not just because I for one I have to always hem my jeans which is just extra money I don't want to pay so I always just have my one pair of jeans and my one like pair of knee-high boots and kind of wear them anyway that's what I do at the beginning of each season is actually look at what's in and what isn't and I basically just pick and choose what I like from it because skinny jeans were really in in the early 2000s and apparently skinny jeans went out of style for like a few years and no one told me about them mm -hmm. and now I didn't know that either yeah I didn't know that and then a couple <laughs> ago they came back in although now listening to you talk Sean now I think the skinny jeans might have gone out of style again without me knowing but then the other thing about that is who decides when at when something goes yeah. well that's very fashion people yeah that's where it's like I don't care these are comfortable they don't it's not like I'm wearing wearing stars and striped jeans they're they're straight blue <laughs> <laughs> they don't look weird i'm like they, they look normal i don't the cut is the same it's like you you have fashion people you just find a way like i understand you love what you love but the people who make that you all crazy well and who has money to buy the latest style of jeans every year jeans can last for decades okay. if you <laughs> take exactly. care of your clothes and, and those jeans that are out of style now are probably going to come back in style in five years and how big are our closets that we have to keep all this stuff for when it comes? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think my friend told me you can still wear skinny jeans, but they're not really the latest fashion anymore. But it's not like you have to. But I was, yeah, I was nervous about it. Like, can I still go out in my skinny jeans? Oh, it's so as hard. As, as long as you wear them and no one, no one complains. If someone on the street actually came up to be like, "Yo, those skinny jeans are like out of fashion," no. <laughs> yeah, but then maybe you might want to think about it. But nobody would say that to me as a person who is blind. Nobody's going to walk up to me and say, "Oh, I just want to tell you, 
that, you know, those genes are not in style. They'll just make an assumption that, oh, she, you know, she doesn't care because she can't see. I don't know. That's what I worry about. Like, I don't want to be walking around in the world wearing something that's gone out of style and, and portraying this image that I don't care. Cause I really actually do care a lot what people think and I care how I look and how it comes across. So I also don't think too many people that don't have like, like the besides, like besides the compliments that people will automatically just, just do because someone looks good in that. I don't, I don't, there aren't, I don't, I feel like there aren't as many people that are even going up to other sided people saying, unless it looks really bad, but then sometimes people just don't want to bother going up to that person because they might think they're crazy. It's like, I don't, I, I rarely ever, I don't think I've ever seen someone go up to a random stranger and be like, that doesn't look good. Cause then you just seems like you're going to try and start a fight in the middle of the street with a person yeah. they're wearing. Yes. But no, why, I don't think. Why or do not. Yes. Yeah. Nobody said anything. <laughs> nobody said anything to me when I ran, ran, wore the red and pink together. So. Maybe they, they were just too embarrassed on that one. Cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I did have a situation one time. I went to work. This was like before Blind Beginnings days, but I went to work in an outfit, and my friend at work did say. Mm, I wouldn't wear that together. And I so appreciated that. So for everyone listening, and I think I speak on behalf of all of us, like I definitely want to know if, if you know me and you see me wearing something and you're like, Oh, Sean, that's embarrassing. Or you shouldn't wear that together. Please tell me, don't tell me in front of the whole group, but please <laughs> take me aside. Yeah. <laughs> Send her a text maybe wait till I've gone home if we're out somewhere because if you tell me while we're out somewhere I'm gonna just stress about it the entire night and I'm not gonna enjoy myself but after the fact Sean gets home gets like 10 texts Sean I saw you on the sky train today and I had to tell you never wear that again (laughs) yeah because even jackets like I've had the same jackets like winter jackets for years and years and years because you you only wear it you know, for a little while and then it's not the season anymore. And, and when you're an adult, it fits you forever, kind of. So it's like, is this like I do? I've had a, a one jacket in my closet that I absolutely loved and thought was super cute, but I've had it for probably 15 years and I haven't worn it the last few years because I'm not sure if it's still acceptable. So there needs to be this kind of a business where you call someone and they come over and they go through your closets and give you the. Can say, Sean, can I just raid your closet? Sure, yeah. <laughs> come help me, Nika. You're just not exactly my age, so I I don't know like how up you are on the well, style well, for the middle aged woman. Since I was gonna say, since she is younger, she will know what's in fashion. You just need to figure out if you want to wear that. But I don't want to walk around dressed like a twenty-year-old either. Like I. <laughs> no, like I kind of like I have an idea. Like there's kind of general rules of like a rule of thumb of what looks good on anyone. Like kind of sweaters, like nice professional sweaters. Like I know Sean that you're a professional and you go to work, so like kind of what things you'll need. Hmm. Okay, we'll talk. all right so to wrap this up what are you attracted to what are I'm curious what each of you is attracted to whether it's a physical thing or a so for me I I can't really see what people look like so voice is big um smell is important oh I'm not gonna stand me or Sean anymore no I'm just kidding (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if you, if you stink, then I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere near you. So that's like, that's, yeah. that's kind of a deal breaker for me. Um, but it's more about like, do you take care of yourself? I don't know, you know, more than what you actually look like, like what's your lifestyle? Like I, if somebody is a smoker, I can smell that and I don't like that smell. So then that's kind of a turnoff and they might be the most attractive person ever, but that smell is kind of something that makes me think unattractive. So just as an example. And before talking about that, I, I want to kind of bring up the, the thought that um, me and some of the other blind guys had talked about before is um, what they call it, what the uh, the elbow test. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sean? Oh yeah, you can <laughs> tell a lot about a person by their elbow for sure. So, yeah, when when uh, when when us blind people or low vision people are getting guided by someone, you can you can get a decent amount of information about that person just by uh, holding on to their arm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can tell like how tall you are, <laughs> your basic sort of like if, if they're size. like if, if they're act like I it actually even for one of my college friends because like when we when he gone to college he was he didn't exercise at all so he's like really thin and then the last couple of years he started actually working out a bit so you can tell oh you've been you've been working out there bud mm-hmm. the skinny elbow versus the bigger elbow or how hairy if you're a man or <laughs> usually man usually women don't have hairy I hope. <laughs> do you have soft skin dry skin like you can tell quite a quite a lot yeah, it's like are you it's like yeah it's like um you can even you can generally tell a person's general weight because like if they're really if it's your if you're pretty much just grabbing on bone you might you're you're skinny mm-hmm. for sure but maybe you're underweight if someone's really really gotten heavy really heavy you can tell very easily we should just have a whole podcast on the science of the elbow <laughs> <laughs> we don't want sighted people getting insecure about guiding us so everyone's going to be worrying about yep. whether their elbow measures up yeah but sean we're, we're already insecure about what we're wearing when we go out and fly people we should put some insecurity into them <laughs> i guess so an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth an eye for an elbow that's what it is <laughs> Anybody else want to share what they think is attractive? Um, you just brought something up actually with the smell because OMG Axe body spray does not do it for me. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope, I can't. And there's this hair product that my hairstylist uses that smells exactly like it. And I'm just like, no. Um, another thing would be hair. So I'm really... It, attracted to either very long or very thick hair um, probably because I can see it better I think that might have something to do with it also height I am attracted to um, just people who are taller than me which isn't really that hard to do but <laughs> I'm just putting it out there um well for me yes definitely height is important I like a guy that's taller than me um yes smell has the smell look good and not like axe either mm-hmm. um we're, we're gonna go here axe does not smell good we're just gonna put that out there yeah <laughs> blanket does not endorse axe blanket statement <laughs> i don't want to offend any of the axe wearers so i'm just gonna remain quiet on this topic <laughs> And I would agree with you, Sean, like voices also, some voices 
really or it can be a turnoff mm. um yeah hair hair is something i'll notice right away because because just like when you're you're walking you're walking around you can see people's hair easily the style and mm-hmm. just like bright colors will direct my vi- will direct my vision there and then and i like attraction is is always a f- interesting thing like a like we said for personality if you actually talk to people and get to know them you'll get you'll you'll know right away um and you'll just like learning about people their accents or stuff but i don't know if someone's wearing like a nice dress long legs is always something you always i always look at too for some reason just because it's easy like i don't know if it's contrast it's easy to see Mm. oh yeah an accent that's a nice one too yeah everyone loves accents i like the irish accent I dare practice this. <laughs> well, so, I mean, we're talking about what attracts you. That doesn't mean yeah, that's no. what you're going to choose. It's just like for a sighted person, you might be attracted to somebody's appearance, but that's obviously you're going to choose to be with that person for more reasons than just what they look like. Right. So this is just, I just want to be clear. Like, I don't think I've ever been with anyone who ticks all the attraction boxes necessarily for me but because at the end of the day that's not the most important thing it's not it's just what attracts me in the first place so if I'm in a restaurant and and our I have a server and he's got a really hot accent (laughs) then I'm gonna notice that I don't know anything else about him I don't know how old he is I don't know what he looks like but it's just it catches my attention right so and and the best analogy for this whole attraction discussion is the bumblebee to the flower or like anything mm-hmm. to flowers because it's like like you learn in the science like the the certain flowers will attract bees more so you, and so all that stuff and pe- generally when people are going out depending on what you're dress dressing out for you're trying to attract people mm-hmm. and like that's what all, all this is about it's like for us people with, with low vision no vision different things will attract us like like i said before like i see hair first thing is first because can't see your face from that far away but i might be able to see your hairstyle yeah. I'll definitely be able to tell if a girl's wearing pants, shorts, or a dress because it's <laughs> like, well, like your clothes are darker than your, and for generally your skin tone, unless mm-hmm. you're the opposite, in which case, but contrast to me is what will right. make me look in that direction first. I guess I'd, I would just say that if you are attracted to somebody who is blind or partially sighted, I mean, that's a whole other topic that we'll talk about another time, <laughs> but the conventional ways of getting our attention are not going to be based in what you're wearing or the smile across the room. Yes. Please don't wink at us from across the room. We are not going to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're not going to smile at you across the room either. We're not even going to notice you unless you come and speak to us. So yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe pass us your elbow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me for this discussion. I think this is a, an interesting topic, hopefully, for people. And I certainly learned a lot about you guys. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for thanks. coming with this episode and letting us be on it. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Like, subscribe share our podcast with a friend and please join us next time. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.